0: Hello everyone, I'm Soma Amazundar
1: and I'm Orod Sam and welcome to Kanban Lab podcast. In each episode, we'll pick a common question and dive into a different aspect of Kanban, exploring its principles, practices, and applications and answering that question.
0: Our goal in this podcast is to demystify Kanban and help listeners understand how it can benefit their teams and organizations. To addressing the common misconceptions, clarifying concepts, and answering questions about Kanban.
1: Hi, Soma. Welcome back to Australia. How are you?
0: Good. How are you doing, Aaron?
1: I'm good. I miss you. How was uh, Prague? You recently attended and spoke in Agile Prague.
0: Yes, um, it was amazing. I mean, the whole trip was amazing given all this flight hours but despite of that yes it was really nice and um i also got a chance to talk about the podcast in agile prague there oh, were lovely few, yeah curious people were That's asking good. about it yeah so nice to do
1: that. anyone talk about kanban in agile prague
0: uh, not directly related to kanban but uh i think there were a few things yes which could we can definitely link it back to Kampan.
1: Oh, lovely, good. All right. So while you've been away, mm-hmm. um, I bought a new microphone, as you can see. I and can also, see. Also, yeah. Hopefully, you know, my audio is a little bit better because a few people complain about the quality of the audio. Uh, so hopefully this time, you know. Uh, this also means
0: quality. I have to buy one soon. So. Yes. Yes. It's on- it's
1: tax deductible (laughs) all right so apart from buying a new microphone i was talking to someone about kanban and um she told me that kanban needs a story point Mm. so have you heard something like that before what is your you know uh opinion about that do you think kanban needs a story point
0: Okay, so the story points it's it's really interesting, so whoever you were talking to, I think they brought up a very interesting topic. but in order to understand a little bit about whether Kanban needs story point or not, let's take a step back and understand why do we even need story point in teams and that's story a very
1: point, that's a very good question. Why do we need story points in the first place
0: so okay, let me tell you what I think and then. How about you share what do you think? So, story point is not a concept that is in the Scrum guide, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whenever we see, you know, like any team practicing Scrum, they always focus so much on story point. So, one of the things like story point, even though it is not a Scrum practice, it is still being introduced uh, by different teams and they practice it. So, benefit of that is that it gets the whole team on the same page about the requirement or the problem they are trying to solve for their customer. So it's not about, you know, estimating their work as in like, we all know how story points are getting used or the anti-patterns regarding to that. But uh, the main reason why it was being popularized was that, that it is a very good concept to get the whole thing together to understand the problem and get everyone on the same page. Now we all know in any team, people have different kind of strengths and skill set. But mm-hmm. when you are trying to understand the problem, it is always really good idea to talk about it and understand it from different perspective and different viewpoints. That what we are going to solve for our customer. So when you are practicing story points in teams. The idea is that any kind, either it's relative or it's like planning poker. Mm-hmm. It's about understanding the problem from different perspective, and at the end, you are coming to a point where everyone is aligned that what mm-hmm. uh, what's the problem we are trying to solve. So that's my understanding of story point. Now, you tell me, Aurod, what do you think that why story point is being used in Scrum? Let's leave the Kanban out for now. So. Yeah. What,
1: Okay, so you mentioned that uh, we use the story points to make sure that everyone clear about the problem and they are aligned. Um, I actually wanted to, before I you know, ask, answer your question and what I think about story point. So can you elaborate a little bit more? Why do you think that story point can help people to be aligned and have better understanding about the problem.
0: Yeah. So, whenever the story points is like you know is being practiced, like by story points, I mean that estimations in different ways, either planning poker or relative estimation. So everyone takes their turn to identify a number. So usually the Fibonacci series is is being one of the most popular way to story point any given work. Mm-hmm. So they identify a number with a given problem that they are trying to solve and whenever they do that they have to keep in mind two things like what is the effort that's being required to solve Mm -hmm. that problem and what is the complexity Mm -hmm. You combine those two take those two things in consideration and you say something like let's say to record this episode of the podcast so we both are story pointing how much Mm -hmm. like the effort and the complexity is so we come up with a topic and we are we need to like uh, kind of like give some time to record the episode the editing is there so what are the different things that happens before any episode goes to release like goes to launch or in mm-hmm. different so there's a lot of things that's happening behind the scene now if we have to story point that both of us together as a team so let's say i'm thinking that okay you know the complexity is kind of like medium it's not Mm -hmm. soft but it's not too simple as well because there's a lot of things that we need to take care of before Mm -hmm. we actually release any episode and also the topics that we come up with sometimes we need to do some kind of you know like study or like some research behind it or we need to talk to each other so when I combine those two for me it's like a five-ish Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're taking a scale of like you know Fibonacci series one being the simplest and like let's say 13 being the toughest so five is what I can come up with so when you are also thinking of the things so maybe you will say that no Soma I think it's eight it's not five because there's the editing post you know post recording part which you are totally forgetting because I do most of that you might say that yeah. Now, when I see from that angle that I would be like, okay, yes, that's right, because you are doing the editing, you are putting on logos and stuff, which mm-hmm. I have no ideas about that how much effort that goes into it or the complexity of it. Mm-hmm. But when I hear from your perspective that okay, what happens post-recording, I'm getting a better understanding of the problem we are trying to solve. Sure. That is, you know, releasing an episode. So in that way, a team can be aligned what the problem they are trying to solve and you know all the things that is required to solve that problem yeah so that's the example then maybe like i will change my mind and say okay i agree it's an eight yes so
1: i to be honest don't want to spend too much time and explain story points but. Uh, you can also make sure that everyone contribute and uh into the estimation and ask questions even if you use uh day or time to estimate how long it's gonna take So my understanding about story point very quickly because the topic is not what is story point the topic is do we need story point in Canva? Uh, but my understanding about story point is <clears throat> we used to use um uh, day for example or time to estimate how long the task will take but over time we realize that uh, when you have a repetitive work uh, which is more predictable then probably day or time will be a good unit of measure to estimate how long it's going to take but when we deal with a different type of work knowledge work which is basically our focus in this podcast and agile and kanban It's very difficult to understand how long this task will take because it depends on the uh, person the knowledge the background uh, and experience of you know this person plus this work it's not just the individual task it's a normally most probably it's a teamwork so there are lots of uh, you know more complex factor involved in knowledge work so We came up with this uh, new unit of measure and call it story point. And uh, different people have different interpretations. Some people say story point, it's the uh, effort for the team um, to basically estimate uh, the complexity of the work and the entire effort end to end from define until done uh however i also heard that some people, you know say story point also represent the business value so if something is bigger so it probably has a you know bigger uh business value and help business to decide do we want to invest on this piece of work or it's too big and you know it's uh above our threshold we don't want to invest on this one or we want to break it to different type of work like I don't know, investigation and stuff like that to learn a little bit more about. And Scrum team normally use a story point to quantify uh, their capacity because they need to plan to achieve one or multiple goals during this time box sprint, and uh, they use the story points to quantify this goal is achievable or not, and how many goals we probably can commit to achieve. Um, but as you said, you don't even have to use the story points in the scrum. If you use day and it works for you, you can do it. If you don't want to estimate, just you know, commit to a couple of piece of goals and uh, everyone happy business, happy team, happy, you can do it. So you don't have to do it. So if I back to... Uh, the question that my friend asked me, which was Kanban needs a story point, so Kanban team needs a story point. Uh, I would say, uh, if you want to estimate to make sure that the work is small enough so you can achieve it during your agreement with your customer, then you can use any type of estimation that, helps you uh, and uh, whatever works basically for you do it. it it can be day it can be time uh, it can be um, story points or can be any anything basic mm-hmm. but if it doesn't work if for example you use day and it doesn't work so you estimate 10 days and it always takes a lot bigger mm-hmm. and uh, one of the reason that day it doesn't really You know, work properly for knowledge work is normally and naturally, people, when they think about how complex is that or how long it's going to take, they just think about the process time. When, you know, they assume that everything is ready, there is no interruption. uh, We have CI, CD, we have everything ready. I just coding, right? Or I'm testing. And If I'm fully utilized and I know everything about this, it takes me five days, for example, right? And then Tesla said two days, you know, something they just sum everything and then you say 15 days, for example. What it's missing in this type of estimation is the waiting time. So how long I'm going to wait until it will be deployed? How long I'm going to wait until business tells me You know what exactly the requirements are. How long it's gonna take the test there become available and start testing this one. So all this waiting time, people can't really think about it, and it's very difficult.
0: And that is the reason I believe in Kanban. We have you know the data available. If you are capturing or uh, monitoring your lead time for per work item types, then it becomes way more. Like easier to understand that when you can actually deliver something because Mm -hmm. you're making your system more and more predictable. So, story time, like the story points, what I mean is that it's not necessary in Kanban because you have the data, you're actually monitoring the data, and the data is also broken down into the work item type. So, as you mentioned, in knowledge work, it is not totally 100% predictable that you know how much anything is going to take time and that is the reason we never estimate in days that's one of the anti patterns and people should definitely not use it uh, if it works for you that's amazing but yeah. in most of the cases it doesn't with the all the data and the example that we have and instead of that if you just see that okay how much per work time it takes like took because lead time includes the delay as well it's that's how right work is in the system so if you keep that you will have a better understanding that okay 85 percent when can you deliver that Mm -hmm. and that's a that's a way better way of communicating to your stakeholder or customer that you are never saying that you will be delivering 100 percent by that day Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: we all know there could be something you know that will always just jump the you know time but you can be pretty much sure that okay 80% or 85% you can deliver by that day if everything is fine and the rest 15% there could be always you know yeah
1: so um, I remember someone that we said we need to record uh, a proper episode about lead time distribution chart and how we can become yes. more predictable in Kanban uh, with the lead time and no estimation but um uh, you know even if you look at the lead time distribution chart which i would ask uh, people who are not quite familiar maybe just google a little bit and you know have some understanding but i promise we will do uh, a proper episode um, about lead time distribution chart but you know lead time distribution chart it's very helpful however if you have a, you know, in, in your histogram or lead time distribution chart, if you have a long tail, then lead time distribution chart doesn't necessarily help you because the size of the task are really vary. It can be very small or it can be very large, right? Uh, and what we need is before we commit to deliver something to the business, we need to have some sort of uh, confidence to commit to the work. So to make sure, you know, we can deliver it within our agreement. Right? Um, So if you do Kanban, and if you are a Kanban team and you do proper Kanban, so as I said, I think you can do any type of estimation that helps you. Over time, when you collect the data, look at your lead time distribution chart. If you have a, you know, if you don't have a long tail, then that really helps. Otherwise, uh, I would say StoryPoint can help uh, teams. You can especially team with lower maturity because what they need, they need to um, have some sort of understanding about the complexity of the work and make sure it's easy enough and clear enough and it will fit into our agreement. So yep. if story points help you, then do it. If it doesn't, then yes, you can, of course, look at uh, no estimation and other approaches. Uh, But if story points work for you, then continue using it. If day and time works for you, also continue using. You don't need to change. You change if there is a problem.
0: Well, one of the things, like what you said, makes sense. But um, there is a but to it. The but would be whatever you're using always make sure that you are trying to understand different perspectives in the team or at the table, because even if you are estimating in days or hours, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, when people have different days or hours, they are talking about it. So there will be a reason behind it. And understanding that as a team or part of the team is the most important thing, because that's where you are aligning to what problem you're trying to solve for the customer and what is the best way of doing that. because. Yeah. That, that's the whole purpose of doing any kind of estimations like this, like in days, hours, or story points yeah. to understand and align as a team. And um, at the end, it's the people in the team that is the most important ingredient. So if they know what problem they are solving for the customer, they are smart enough to always come up with the better solution. So that's the only thing I would say and add to that. Yeah. So what works? do it but always be open to understand different perspectives
1: yeah absolutely you know my uh, therapist told me that when someone says something and said but everything before but is rubbish
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's a very good point and uh i have learned so i do not use but so much until and unless i want to make a point i use however or and so that people don't ris- disregard the firm part <laughs>
1: good point all right so to wrap up this session uh, i would summarize that we talk about uh does kanban needs the story points so the quick answer is no kanban doesn't need story point but if you need a unit of measure to estimate the complexity of the work before you commit to the work to make sure that you can deliver the work to your customer at the time that customer expected and uh, story points can help you, then sure, use it. Otherwise you can use any type of unit of measure or don't even estimate, which we will talk about it in probably next couple of uh, episodes. So is there anything else, somewhere you wanna add?
0: Oh, and we also discussed what story point is and why was it introduced in the first place. So please listen to that part as well. It's important to understand the basics and yeah. uh, why. Now, that,
1: that's a really good point. So before we finish it, I train a lot of Scrum masters and I work with a lot of Scrum team. And what surprised me after I don't know twenty years that people use story points still not quite clear about definition of story points and to me when something hasn't been clarified uh, by people over time in last 10 15 i don't know 20 years probably in next 20 years people have the same problem all right thanks everyone for listening and watching us that was the second vidcast and please subscribe to our channel you can listen to us on all podcast uh, repository as well as uh watching us on youtube thanks so much and thanks everyone and i'll we'll come back uh next week
0: thank you everyone thanks oral
1: thanks